0: Hi everybody, Bobby the Awesome here. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. I haven't done a solo show in a in a minute. Is that what the teenagers say? So here I am, and I'm actually gonna record shows for the next 30 days straight. I haven't done that since COVID or post-COVID-ish since 2020, let's call it that way. At any rate, I am in the midst of taking, it's called the Fearless challenge fearless something challenge and we're being pushed by a coach that i respect so much um who also is i don't know if in recovery is the right word uh but has struggled with addiction in the past and he's really making us push through our limits be vulnerable and uh fearless and i guess i don't talk enough i've i've kind of kept things I don't want to say neutral, but I don't get very uh, political or combative or controversial. That's the word I was looking for, controversial. So today's thing, our our prompt for today was to talk about what it is that we want to take a stand on. And the my my where I landed on this um and as if you've been listening a while you know that I'm very passionate about recovery and building a chain of recovery playgrounds uh, that have many many offers and that I think that we should learn how to play again and raise our dopamine that way but really the the belief that I'm going to take a stand on for this assignment and if you read my copy, you've you've probably kind of seen it. If you've seen what I posted on social, if not, um, that's okay. I'm going to just talk here and you're going to get the message anyway, is that there's no one right way to recover. However, I think that we need to do some sort of recovery work or healing to survive in this day and age. There's a lot of shit happening, right? Gambling's legal in, I think, 30-something states. Uh, uh, Online, excuse me, online gambling. 30-plus states. We have lottery tickets and scratch-offs in every corner store. We have casinos in every gas station in places like Montana, uh, if we had, there were slot machines in the airport and in the UK when I was there, there's very minimal places that you can't find the thing. And if the thing is something that is, I'll, I'll call it, um, essential to living our best life, like food or sex, um, if there's things that we need to thrive, like we need to thrive. We need to figure it out. We need to not use the addictions to cope and and to to hide behind um, desensitize. That was a word I interviewed a lady today. I'm not sure when the show's going to be out, but she struggled with porn and sex addiction. And she talked about using alcohol to desensitize her. So whatever, the thing is, the drug, the drink, the behavioral addiction or compulsive disorder. I know there's language things. I don't know why I'm so aware of them all of a sudden. I think because I'm going to be speaking at a conference in October, and they um, said we're not allowed to use the word addict. So ever that, since then, I've been a little sensitive about it, and trying to reprogram myself. I never say it in a in a way a derogatory way, um, unless I'm referring to myself when I talk about having my attitude instead of gratitude. And that's really just, I'm exhibiting behaviors that would show up more when I was in active addiction. At any rate. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk about that. And and the fact that in order to do the healing, what works for me may not work for you. I feel like I've said sent that sentence probably a hundred times on the show. And the more and more experts that come on the show, which is probably why I haven't done as many solo shows. The more and more I'm learning about the options that are out there. Um, if you didn't catch Akashic Records, um, that's one that intrigues me a lot, and I and I read some books about it. And unfortunately, I I dive into these topics, or or fortunately, and and I learn about them. Um, and I don't get a chance to go super, super deep. I know that they're working. I'm talking to experts. I've tried different parts of it. I see different themes. The more people that I talk to, and that's where this is coming from, is I'm, I'm starting to understand the similarities and the differences in in some of these strategies, um, whether it's getting a therapy dog or going to a 12-step meeting or doing something that brings you back in the past or tries to get you in touch with um, your subconscious or your higher self, um, there's there's some very big themes that I am seeing to help us become emotionally, physically, spiritually, and Emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally healthy. That's it. Mentally, was the last one. Those four things. And I'm not here to tell you what to believe in, like in the faith world, right? You could be Christian, Buddhist, you could be atheist. Like, it doesn't matter to me. What I'm learning for me is that there's nuggets of wisdom in all the different things. I recently and still have, and I can't even tell you that I've read it from front to end, I just uh, yeah, fall sleep fall asleep to it. Some nights, um, conversations with God is is a trilogy book, and it's amazing. And I probably should put it in the show notes, so I'll make a note to do that because um, I'm talking about it. This book is just epically helped my mindset. Not that the author's right or wrong. Maybe I believe what, some of what they say, some of it, maybe not. And I honestly, because I haven't done it front to back and like took notes in that way, I honestly don't know. I just knew that it's causing me to pause and think. And that's really what's important, right? Is to think, to take ownership of my life, to understand that if I'm gonna advocate and be a voice and continue to fight the fight to talk about gambling addiction, to talk about the struggles with mental health, that I need to have an open mind about everything. Mm-hmm. So my journey has led me to believe there's no um, right or wrong. I don't even know after reading this book, if I believe in like right and wrong and bad and good and um, another exercise I've been doing, and I haven't really shared this publicly. So I guess this is part of the fearless challenge is, um, and this is, so, so here's, here's, I'm, I'm sighing, right? Like, cause I'm nervous about how this would be received because maybe you're open-minded like I think I am, and maybe you're not. And if you're not and this scares you away, like, I don't think that's a good thing. So just talking through where that fear comes from is helping me in this moment. At any rate, um, I've recently been studying Scientology, taking some courses, um, And it took me two years of research before I would even step inside the building um, to learn more. And I actually didn't even know that was an option until I I got there. Um, But I, I got introduced to it in California. I felt like, you know, the more I'm on this journey, the more I believe there's something and that I have a message and that... I have to tell you, I have to fight through the fear. I need to have courage. I need to share what I learn. I just feel like I just have to. Otherwise, I might as well go back to buying flowers. At any rate, I go on a hike with my friend. Now I'm only in California. Three weeks at this point, two weeks at this point. I've already done about two years of research on Scientology. My outside perception is it works. Like I could tell it works because, um, you know, Grant Cardone, who I talk about often, my business boyfriend is what I call him, but he's a very successful businessman, family man. Um, he's just very successful in all aspects of his life, as far as I can tell. And he's a Scientologist and his whole family is, and his whole, a lot of his staff is, not his whole staff, but a, a significant amount of his staff. And I know that there's someone I want to model. So I've been very, very curious. Um, Netflix had that whole thing that put a negative spin on it, but I'm like, that's hearsay, right? Like they don't allow hearsay in court because it's not necessarily valid. So why should I let it in my head? So let me go find out for myself. So I'm in, I'm in California, maybe two, three weeks tops. And I have a friend that had moved out there. Someone that I met um, at the gambling center and we decided we're going to go on the hike to go see the Hollywood sign. And where I parked my car was right across the street from what they call the Celebrity Center. And there's all these signs like take a tour. And my perception and my belief up until that moment was that it's like this secret society and like you wouldn't be able to walk in and see what's going on and, and that there was secrets and stuff because that's what Netflix wanted us to believe. They wanted us to believe um, danger and fear and all these things. So I'm like, well, let me let me go see. Um so I started actually studying there. I think I finished four classes while I was out there and now I'm back in Connecticut and I'm still working on uh, some classes and it's things like um, the, the first track I did was like financial and a little bit more business. And now I'm working on things like relationships and communication and um, life's up and downs. Like last night I was studying about antisocial, like the definition of an antisocial person and whether um, Scientology is or isn't your cup of tea, whether you know something about it or nothing about it, here's what I could tell you. I can tell you that L. Ron Hubbard is a freaking genius. Even if you never read a page of his stuff, the amount of data that came out of his head and is in books is just tremendous. Like, I don't even know how he did it in one lifetime. Like, I can't imagine consuming it all in one lifetime, never mind um, really executing on it or writing it or whatever. So, um, it's just very impressive to me. But I'm finding myself um, resonating with it. Now, maybe it's because I'm in Grant's community and I can, you know, like there's strategies and things, but regardless, the moral of the story and why I'm telling you this is because I'm being challenged to be brave. So I'm, I'm owning it. Um, I've already, you know, made some decisions and and told them some of my choices about what I'm trying to get out of it. And really here's something, you want to hear something freaking startling, amazing, most rehabs. I asked a counselor recently. Like I had seen data that when you get out of rehab, the success rate, the stats are like between three and five percent. I asked a counselor recently that um, does outpatient, and he thought it was between fifteen and twenty percent. Well, when I was in California, I got some exposure to uh, some people and got to learn a little. Like there's a, a rehab or a Scientology uh, facility for addiction down in Florida and their success rate is 75%. I'm not trying to sell you on this. I'm just trying to tell you if it's 75%, if it's six, no, let me do some math, three times, four times, five times better than the average, maybe there's something to it, right? If it's working and it's giving people quality of life. So that's kind of my, my point on that is some people are gonna buy in take the classes um learn go recover whatever the same way 12-step meetings you walk into a 12-step meeting maybe you connect with the people maybe you don't um i've been in 12-step meetings across four states five states uh wisconsin minnesota kansas kentucky connecticut yeah so quite a few states and um even though there's core um, principles, it's not the same in every meeting. Even how the rules are interpreted, because we're human, is different. Um, so you may walk into a 12-step meeting and like the format or like the people or like the rules. Um, one of the ones that I really struggle with is talking about money, Uh I don't think it should be talked about in a braggy way, but I think sometimes it's okay to talk about it in a share if you're emotional or whatever. Um, another thing I struggle with is outside literature. And I think it's okay if the outside literature is of benefit, but that's in the GA bi- bylaws that know outside literature. So I don't have to agree with every part to decide whether or not it's a good method for recovery. So that's kind of my point today. Is I guess the assignment was to take a stand on something. And my stand would be to be open-minded, to explore the options, to believe that we're all worth it, that we can recover, that it's time to do something different. The the triggers, the access, the the world is changing faster than we can probably keep up. And... We have to combat that somehow, and there's many, many amazing people out there fighting the fight. Um, and I want to just take a moment to extend some gratitude to them because everybody has their role. You know, it's not my destiny to become a counselor, and I don't, I don't even know if I ever shared this on the show. But when I was in college, I applied for this thing called the Dark Program. It was Drug and Alcohol Rehabilitation Counselor or something like that. Drug and I don't even remember what it stands for, but they wouldn't pick me for the program because I didn't have experience with the addiction. Little did they know how that would turn out, um, but it wasn't my destiny. Like I want to help people with addiction and recovery and families and stuff. But my way of doing that is not the same as a counselor or a therapist or the same as someone who owns um, a rehab facility or someone who chairs a GA meeting or the Scientologist in Florida that are, you know, like that's not my calling. My calling is to share with you all these different ways. I believe every single person can recover. Can you believe that? I don't think... I don't think everybody else would believe that. I don't think that the people who are in the throes of it would ever believe that because they're in the throes of it and they don't know, and they don't know their value and they don't know what it looks like on the other side in a lot of cases and that it's worth it. It's worth fighting the fight and getting to the other side. I mean, the uh, other options are jail, death, psych ward. I mean, what does that look like? Right? Those don't sound like options to me. So I think it's worth trying the different things. And I have to, you know, who just popped in my head is is Paul from Recovery Elevator. Um, He's another one of those who I would call a mentor, just like Justin from Blue October. Those are some of my recovery mentors. And what Paul has taught me is, especially on his retreats, well, one thing, travel. Travel is part of recovery and community. Um, And he's always talking about... uh, the opposite of addiction is connection, but we go on these retreats and I've learned breath work. I've learned how music integrates. I've drink cacao. Um, I've gone to mindfulness training. Um, I've gone to meetings in this community, like all these different things. It's not just one thing. And it's unfortunately or fortunately, I think it's fortunately, but, um, Yes, it's one day at a time, one moment at a time, one hour at a time, but it's also a forever thing. But here's the thing. It's not forever a struggle to stay away from the addiction. It's forever an opportunity to live a quality life and continue to learn and grow and flourish and enjoy life and not just be on the hamster wheel and not just be, um, in the dark places. You don't have to. It's choice. I guess that's the message. Choices. We all have choices. And I think that choices and open-mindedness are the secret, the secret to everybody recovering. So thanks for tuning in. I am going to publish this and it has been an amazingly long, fulfilling, tiring day. Um, But I'm excited. We have I have so many projects, so many projects. I taught a class. Okay, one more thing. I'm going to share with you my day because I haven't done this in a while. I taught a class on how to start a podcast, which would be amazing, right? If there's more people that get out there and podcast and share what their superpower is. And I recorded a bunch of podcasts and and talked to different people. A theme that showed up today was authenticity. And I started my day. There's nine of us that co-wrote a book together and we're having a launch party by the way on June 22nd and I'll put that link see I gotta take more notes. Um, I'll put that link in the notes as well for the launch party and how to stay tuned on that. So a lot of really amazing things are happening. wouldn't be happening if I was gambling wouldn't be happening if I was drinking. So that's where I'm at. So thank you for letting me down that all of that information. So I'm going to upload this and um, wish you well, beautiful people. I appreciate you being here, uh, checking in, and I owe it to you and to myself and to the man who is dedicating his time and effort to helping us um, be fearless about showing up and doing the content um, to follow through. So I need to be here for the next 30 days. So I'll see and talk to you then. Love you, beautiful people.